Goodyear Auto Service takes pride in caring for your car. Get in the groove with Goodyear's technician tips. Number 13, inspect your tread. Like a podcast, you're an investigative journalist finding the cracks in the case. And number 64, pump your brakes before you crank that debate. Coming in for routine brake checks are essential for your safety. Goodyear Auto Service, here for the bumps in the road. Get more tips at GoodyearAutoService.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey friends, are you struggling to attract and retain top talent? If you're worried about recruiting and retention, consider Insperity, a leading HR provider. They'll help you improve hiring and compensation practices so you can spend more time growing your business and less time on HR. Visit Insperity.com and download their free ebook on how to build your dream team. Don't let a lack of talent hinder your success. See how Insperity provides HR that makes a difference at Insperity.com. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, Kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast. Play. Sir. Yeah. Haters in the building, yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come up. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the always pressing PGA DFS podcast. Previewing the 2023 PGA Championship, the second major of the year at Oak Hill Country Club. Going to be a fun one. Going to be a wild one. Going to be a lot of carnage on the golf course. We'll have some fun with that. You can find me on Twitter at BDentric. My co-host is always on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. We got our second major of the season. Uh, the, the year just keeps hammering along right now. So uh, yeah. looking forward to this. Uh, thoughts on the Byron Nelson, though? Jason Day. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, uh, I didn't watch much of it. I was, uh, I had some plans on watching it on Sunday, but then, like, I was watching it a little bit, and then Jason Day just was ahead, and Scotty Scheffler can't make a putt inside three feet, so or four, five feet, whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't have much thoughts. I mean, you know, we've been talking about Jason Day for a while and him trending towards a victory. I, I didn't see it there this week, but uh, that's quite often the case. Yep. Yeah. No, Jason Day. I, 
uh, the week before he basically was like withdrawal vertigo mode and then he comes out and wins so it just goes to show you how things can change i'm not saying that's going to be the jordan spieth narrative this week but uh, right we'll 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 look at some more guys uh, as we get going in that i saw paul casey just withdrew by the way sam stevens is replacing him my boy so we'll see how that goes oh really i, I yeah, saw literally I just was, saw it come through he was second up on the list or next up on the list there he's got a couple for, other wds Mr. paul casey sure. what happened with paul casey I didn't even realize he was in the field. Yeah, he got an exemption. That was one of the ones that uh, PGA gave him an exemption to come in, and that stirred up a lot of hornet's nests because a live dude got an exemption. So, yeah, whatever. I didn't care. I think hey, if he's the right player, he's the right player. He gives a shit where he golfs. Right. I don't know how good he's been playing recently, though, because um, I don't follow the live tour. Apparently, I don't know if you saw in the live, but they went to a playoff, and then that got cut off because of – yeah, the, he- the, headline, or... the headlines are a bit skewed. It got cut off in like half of the markets, not on right. all of the markets. So, yes, it got cut off still. Yes, That's 100%, fucking hilarious. Which is stupid, which is almost as yeah. bad as ESPN going dual screen with the NHL playoffs in a 9-1 to baseball game. That was pretty freaking <laughs> stupid. But, um, yeah, it's just – it just gives the Liz, the live haters just a million more things to, to laugh at. That's all it, it sure does. Yeah. Like, I, I, I would I love it's... to watch it. Cause I love some of the golfers on live. I'm just not going to the CW. I'm not going <laughs> to their YouTube page, like make it accessible. I'll watch the damn thing. I literally have the golf channel on or baseball on in my office. Every moment I'm sitting down in here. Yeah. So like if you had it on, I would watch the damn thing. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they're, they're, it's never going to be on the golf channel, but no, but get something re- like Fox. Get Fox. ESPN, Fo- has, Fox. ESPN has PGA. Fox, get in. Let's go. That seems that's how this works, people. Competition. <laughs> this is how it works. Man, but uh, Fox uh, does NASCAR though too. You think about that? Yeah, like that's their Sunday. Their Sunday's booked. Sunday's booked yeah. up. So that's gonna make it difficult. But yeah, just, unless they teed off the live stuff at like seven a.m. when it's well, Eastern when it's time. overseas. Think about what it's over well, right I mean, now. overseas for sure would work because they played that one golf tournament. And I didn't even realize it was going on. Yep. I didn't realize they had a golf tournament this past weekend, to be honest. Yeah, with I you. didn't know they had one this past weekend until I, like, I saw <laughs> the stuff about the playoff between like, Cam Smith and DJ yeah. and like all these. That's I would have watched it. If I that's what I'm saying. That. Like, I would watch these guys play. Like, it's just, no idea. yeah, it's, it's shitty. It's a shitty deal, but hopefully it gets better. We'll see. I don't think it will, but no. maybe in the next couple of years, they'll all come back because the PGA will let them back. We've talked about that. That's, that's they ain't keeping the best of the best out. They may make them quote unquote work for it a little bit, but they're coming back. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. It was fun to see Jason win one. Scotty, like you said, played great. Just couldn't putt. Um, other than that, it was it was as most have said. If you were basically from the Australia region or from Asia, you played great at the Byron Nelson, and it, it just crazy, came through man. once again. It's just a yeah. trend unlike any others. So next year, don't listen to our show. Just go to all the Asian players, all the yeah. Aussie players. Make twenty max. Just mix and match it, and yep. there you go. See what happens. <laughs> That's your line. Probably would work. It probably worked this year. Yeah, it would work pretty damn good. All right, let's talk PGA Championship. This is a great one. Second major of the year. It's like, to me, it's a more fun U.S. Open because if you hit good golf shots, you're rewarded. Unlike the U.S. Open, you can still get screwed. Um, but this is also a test where the PGA makes it just tough enough if you're not on your game, you they will eat you and spit you out. So before we kind of get into the course preview, I guess you all have passed event history at different golf courses. What's kind yeah. of your thoughts and expectations for the week? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been reading a lot or seeing a lot of quotes from guys on Twitter. You know, it's like I think uh, Bobby McIntyre said it was like really, really difficult, uh, just paraphrasing there. Um, and then, you know, I, I saw a quote from John Rom where I, I think he said it wasn't like as hard as other people 
have said this. John freaking Rom. John Rom, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Um, but I mean, so it, it just depends. I mean, you know, I feel like every every major, especially U.S. Open, the rough is is up. Um, and unfortunately, these guys aren't used to playing in that because they get these fucking, you know, uh, cookie cutter golf courses where the PGA, you know, the PGA or the yeah PGA wants them to shoot twenty under to win. Um, and so I, I feel like if you if they played, you know, more deep rough throughout the year, like it wouldn't even be an issue. I mean, obviously the rough sucks if you hit it in there. But these guys are the best in the world. Um, I mean, sometimes you do have to chop it out sideways. That's the only option. Uh, but they're going to find a way to get it up around the green. So then, you know, a lot of short game comes in for that reason. Uh, and, and so is it going to be overly difficult? I don't know. I mean, like looking back in 2013, uh, Jason Duffner won this golf tournament. Um, and he withdrew this week, apparently. Uh, but he shot 10 under and won by two shots over Jim Furyk. Now, since then, apparently they've course. taken out a shit ton of trees. Course, they, yeah. they redid the greens. They built three new holes. So it's not even really the same golf course, most likely, uh, that, that what Jason played you know, back in 2013. But it's been held twice here in, since 2003. And Sean Mc, McKeel... One in, in 2003, shot four under that year, two shots over Chad Campbell. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, it's kind of spilling over into what you're going to get ready to talk about as far as the course goes. But for me, I mean, I, I'm just going to be targeting a lot of guys who hit it far. Yeah. And that's like, I'm not going to give the in depth, like, um, course previews because there's been so much great work on that over even the last two weeks. People are like, but get the go look at the flyover on the website. Like, I'll just yeah. tell you that. That's, pretty much all you need bottom line as jesse said bombs away that's going to be a big thing because the, the 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 reports i like i was reading a lot of the it's like a texas driving range pro i forget what his name is or whatever he's hilarious he, he, jj he's clean like, jj clean he's been documenting everything since he made the pg two weeks ago he did the byron nelson he's been a great watch um aaron fleener jt potions caddy he gave the walk he said he walked it on sunday kind of gave his, uh, he, he said he walked on sunday made a couple comments Smiley Kaufman asked him a question on his tweet. So then Fleener went in all his thoughts, which was really cool to see. Um, what it comes down to, and they, they, this is the kind of things they've all echoed. It's a very, very long course. As we know, I, I can give you those stats, of course. It's a par, par 70, se- right? Par 70, uh, almost 7,400 yards. Jesse, we played a, a couple way. like par 72s around 7,200 recently. <laughs> like, like this is 400 yards farther into fewer yeah. shots. Yeah. Like, so that's one thing that's going to get you real good. Um, if you want the brass tacks of it, there's is a Donald Ross course redesigned, as you mentioned. Um, there's two two of the par fives are over 615 yards, so they're not gettable in two. That's very clear. So, but even back when Duffner won in 13, they weren't gettable, but it allowed for easy wedge shots in. So that's one thing to look at. Um, seven of the par fours are over 460 yards, so par fours 450 to 500, pretty important. Two of the par threes are over 230. Most of your approach shots will be 200 plus long iron play is going to come into play. Uh, you want to be in the fairway, obviously, but if you can bomb it away and have a closer shot out of the rough, obviously beneficial. We've seen that. That's how Bryson won at events like this. That's how these guys succeed. Um, the bunkers, there's a lot of bunkers. There's fairway bunkers. There's around the green bunkers. The ones around the green are very, very um, elevated is the right word. Like you're deep down. So you have to like really get up into it. Like it's not just like an easy up and out. That was one thing Fleener emphasized a lot. He's like, if you're in the bunker, it'll roll down a lot because it's that steep. 
Right. Like it's a vertical bunker shot. You're not going to hit. So you have to get it up and then kind of get it to land and do its thing, which is obviously not easy. So you got that on your, your, your way. Um, if you are in a fairway bunker, these are some things they said. Um, this is actually, I think, uh, the Texas Range guy. He said, yeah, you're hitting a wet, uh, a sand wedge and you're trying to go 200 yards. So don't get in the fairway bunker. That's basically <laughs> what it came down to. Because that's like, he's all, it's almost as bad as being in the rough. Almost. Because you're just basically punching it out. Yeah. Um, one thing that if you want to put into context for people like us that are novice golfers, Jesse's a very good handicap. I'm like a 16, 17 handicap. Um, you, he, they asked, uh, what'd you say his name was? JP Killian or something? JJ Killian. JJ Killian. I feel bad. I should know it. I would follow him all the time. He's hilarious. JJ Killian. Um, someone asked, uh, I think it was the Monday qualifier account. He said, what would a scratch golfer shoot here? And JJ Killian said, uh, he, this is before he played. He said, a scratch golfer would probably shoot 92, 93. He said, after I played, if a scratch golfer found the rough, he'd be lucky to break a hundred. So just put that into context on the difficulty. Like, you're going to see some blow-up holes out there just because guys get wayward. Uh, the scores will be low. I'd imagine like your cut line's in the three, four over range, probably, give or yeah. take. Because you also got to factor in there's at least 20 club pros that qualified here. Not many of them are going to make it to the weekend. That's just the brass tacks of it all. Mm-hmm. So it's all it's not as bad as the Masters of cutting people out, but you got that going for you too. So yeah, I could give you the whole shebang. It's bent grass greens. You got that. But it's a bomber's course. It's an approach shot course. Um, you don't have to stay out of the rough, but it's highly advisable to stay out of the rough on this course. And, you know, just get around the green scrambling. Bogey avoidance type games would be very, very big. Very, like, pars are a great score on majority of these holes. Uh, so attack par fives, get your pars elsewhere and see where it goes. Do you have any other thoughts before we get into some more of this? I mean, I really don't. That's the, the one of the – It's I love majors because it's it's a major, but it always sucks for – three out of the four because you're getting a different golf course that they've redesigned, yeah. that they've changed, whatever. And uh, so it makes it really difficult in a very difficult sport to predict. It makes it even more fucking difficult to predict it um, because we really don't know how it's going to play. I mean, you can obviously read uh, – if you remember Aaron Hills a couple of years ago for the U.S. Open, oh, God, it's going to be the one of the hardest courses ever and Brooks shoots 1,600. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so – it's difficult. Like if I were playing a lot of lineups, I would, I would play it a couple of different ways as far as like, obviously very difficult. Um, but then maybe not so difficult because everybody's going to play it as if it's going to be very difficult. Everybody who's, you know, that 90% of people are going to play it as very difficult golf course. That's what they're going to be thinking in their mind when they're, when they're making lineups. So, uh, often zagging when people are zigging is a, uh, good it's a good route to take in and, and when, playing against them and gambling DFS. It's a great point. And there had been a lot of rain in this area over the last few weeks. There's supposed to be rain this weekend. So the greens that are super firm and fast right now, they got, like they're talking about in the practice rounds, like Killian said, he broke uh, 12 tees fixing divots on the hard uh, greens uh, over the Monday practice round that uh, they could soften up. And then it becomes more of a dart fest where we've seen hard greens. Like you got to almost lay it up and hope it runs up type thing. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. The, the 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 only weather is really kind of Friday, late Friday into Saturday into Saturday morning, and kind of maybe lingering through the afternoon on Saturday with some with some rain. Wind doesn't look terrible to me. Uh, Friday may be the worst day, but we're looking at like thirteen mile an hour winds. Uh, so I mean nothing too crazy, and like it looks absolutely wonderful on Thursday. Other than it is a little bit more chilly than probably 
or used to 64 degrees, 53 degrees was at the high today or was supposed to be or the high tomorrow. And then warm up 64, 79 on Friday, and then went back down to 63 on Saturday and up to 73 on Sunday. So, um, it's not going to be like fucking Ireland. Um, but it's a little bit different than what we're used to because it is kind of springish in the Northeast and, you know, this type of shit can happen where it's a little bit colder than other parts of the country, obviously. We'll see what happens. It's going to be fun. Just hopefully they like, I hope the worst of the weather holds off till after the cup. So everybody get even, even like splits through the, the time, like, and just go that route and then just have hell with it. I don't care after that. Yeah. All right, let's get into the DK. And it's going to be fun this week because some of this pricing is very enticing. Like in recent weeks, we've been having like three guys in the top 10 and like one Scotty Scheffler or one's John Romney. It's like, okay, we'll play them. Well, it, yeah. you kind of can say that, but it's different. We have five dudes 10K and above, which we haven't had in a while. You got John Rom at 11 4, got Chef at 11 2, Rory at 10 7, who is a disaster right now, uh, Morikawa at 10 3. He moved up the rankings, and then Big Dick Brooks at 10 1. <laughs> Um, I love that DraftKings price to me. I was gonna say it flat out because he was like eighty eight or eighty six for the Masters. Dude, he, he was uh, I and, got it. And seventy six, seventy six. Yeah. So and and people are still worried to play him then because they didn't know what they were getting from the live guys. Now he's all the way up to ten one after one golf tournament, basically. Yeah. And I love Brooks. Nothing would shock me if Brooks contended here because he likes kind of the low lower scoring deals. He doesn't like the birdie fest. But 10 ones wild. I'll say that much. That's like a big DraftKings, like, okay, we're not going with Chalk Brooks this week. Figure it out. So what do you like <laughs> in this range? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard to pass on, obviously, the top two, Rom and Scheffler. Um, the only other case that I that I will make for somebody up here is simply ownership base, and that's Colin Morikawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at like 8%, like maybe probably the 5 to 8% range. Is that what you're Ooh, I'm pulling, seeing uh, as well? I'll get you something in a minute. I haven't clicked enough people yet. I Coming off a, a a miscut at the at the Wells Fargo, he's not had a great year. He's not necessarily a bomber, but he is a little bit more accurate off the tee, especially more recently than um, some of these guys up here. So, if you're looking to get a little bit different than you know Rom Scotty, uh, I, I love John Rom this week. Shocker. Um, you know, I, I think Scotty's fine. Scotty's putty, putting worries me. These, I'm sure these greens are going to be just absolutely lightning yeah. fast. And uh, if he can't make a five-footer at the Byron Nelson, I don't know that that's just really going to change this week. It very well could. But So the other guy that, like, I, I just ownership-based, um, you know, Colin Markawa, if the ball striking's there, I could see him inside the top ten easy come Sunday and with a chance to win. Yeah, I got Marcala projected at this point at seven percent. So yeah, that's like what exactly what I got. Yeah, um, uh, so that that's pretty pretty interesting there. Uh, pretty chalky with Ramen Chef for sure, but Rory and Brooks both at ten point nine right now, which is I just love this that Brooks pricing just got me giggling the first time I saw it. I was just like, that is freaking good. That is good stuff. But yeah, I'm with you. It's it's Ram, it's Scotty. I think it's going to be fun because Scotty just rates out so great minus the putty. Like he's 53rd in this field in putting over the last 24 rounds. That's not even counting like fast as shit bent greens. Like I, I can only imagine what that registers as. Um, right. But he's he's first in my model. He's Rom's fourth somehow. I don't know how. But uh, Scotty's first. He's second off the tee, second in approach, third in par fours, 450 to 500, third in bogey avoidance. Rom's first in proximity over 200 yards. That's big boy stuff. 
So yeah, those are your two clear guys. I agree. I, I'm going to have to sprinkle a Brooks lineup in. I'm just going to have to because that's going to be too much fun. But yeah, it's Rom and Scotty for sure. I like the more Kawa call though because he's won a PGA. This is what he does. How many times we're like broken records and we're not the only ones that say it. If he could just freaking putt. Yeah. Morikawa like has the like the iron games unconscious. This is not a putting contest. If yeah, you remember he, of it. he should have won the putting contest, the the putting contest, the putting contest in Hawaii at the beginning yep. of the year and didn't. And since then he's not really done shit. I mean, but you know, I mean that now we're into a major here, so could see a little bit of a different calling this week potentially. Yeah, and, and people there's two reasons why he won't be popular. A he's in this range with these big dogs and B People, I think a, the bomber narrative is a legit popular one. I'm not going to speak out of school there. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I'm not going to be yes. out of school. And he ranks 93rd in this field. So people are going to like walk right past him thinking. But yeah. people forget when he's on, he's one of the most accurate drivers on the face of the planet. Right. Which now that I'm doing, looking at my model, I need to go back and do driving accuracy, at least a little percentage in here, just to see how these dudes rate out. But um, yeah, Morikawa, I think it's very, very enticing. 9K range. You got Xander at 99, Patrick Cantley at 97, Speeth with his. Have you seen the picture of his wrapped up wrist right now? Why he's out there playing? No, but I, I did see a. I did see some somebody say that basically he looks he looks good to go. Yeah, I'll send you the picture of the wrist. Um, he's good to go. I'm just wondering how long he's going to be good to go. Yeah, uh, it's a Spieth, risk for sure. Yeah, Spieth and there's a risk for the risk. Um, Jordan Spieth at 96, Finau 95, JT 94, the defending champion. If you didn't watch Netflix, you wouldn't know that. Uh, Cam Smith, 93. Cam Young, newly fresh-shaved, apparently. Cam Young at 92. Victor Hovland, 91. And Sungjae Im at 9,000. I know we say it all the time. I could easily start in this range. But it's, it's ridiculous, the pricing here. So what do you like here? Why I find a picture yeah. for you? I mean, hard, hard not to play Xander um, at that price, especially second and fourth in his last two events. He did finish 10th at the Masters. So three straight top 10s for him. Um, and 10 looks to be trending in the right direction there. Cantlay, another guy who's a, an excellent uh, driver of the ball, but also hits it really far. Um, so I, I think he's most definitely playable this week for sure. Finau, we all know how good of a ball striker he is. Uh, the The problem with a lot of these guys is, is they're going to be really high owned. And there's one little sneaky guy besides Jordan Spieth at 3% owned. I mean, I, I would love to just say, let's play Jordan Spieth, but it's you if you're playing 150 lineups, I would put five or 10 in there oh, yeah, with Jordan sure. Spieth in there. But if you're playing 20, it starts getting a little bit sketch to risk one of your lineups with him being hurt. Um, the other pivot in this range is Cameron Smith. Uh, yep. You get him at about 7 8%. In that range, yeah, I got about eight and a half. Yeah, so you're good. Coming off a, a, uh, I, I guess I don't know where in the fuck they were even playing, but this past coming off a, was Tulsa, Tulsa. Okay, all right. So just randomly go out in the middle of the country and play a golf tournament <laughs> in Tulsa. A playoff victory over Dustin John, or no, he lost yeah. in the playoff to Dustin Johnson. DJ won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the stats aren't going to be there for for people who are hardcore stats guys because. You know, you really don't get any off of live. Um, but when Cam Smith is is on, is is he's got the full package now. Most of that, a lot of that is putting. Um, but you know, I think he's definitely worth the risk. And then Vic Hovland, uh, you know, at ninety one hundred is another guy who I would definitely play. There's gonna be a lot of ownership in this range besides Spieth yeah. and Cam Smith, though. I mean, there's gonna be some there's gonna be some chalky dudes in like 
might exceed 20% on two or three of them. Yeah, Cam Young's the same projected in line as Cam Smith right now, which kind of surprised me, to say the least. For his ownership? Yeah, which surprised me. I thought he'd be more popular, but I guess it's tough when everyone else in this range is popular. And that is very, very frustrating because, again, I didn't look at ownership until right before the show because I've been trying to get my own narrative in my head first. And I love the concept of a Xander Cantley start. <laughs> Apparently everybody does because they're both around 20%, give or take. And that is yeah, that that's rough because I love both their their game here. Cantley's second in my model. He's first off the tee, first in par fours, 450 to 500. Uh driving distance not bad, 28th. Proximity with out of uh, 200 plus 15th. Like he's that's gonna avoid a lot of bogeys, folks, if he can play that kind of game. Uh he's 27th in bogey avoidance. And then you got Xander's 13th in my model. He's sixth in approach, he's 14th in bogey avoidance, eight tech. Like he's checks out great we know how he can grind out tournaments like this i love both those guys a lot uh fina is gonna be super popular i don't mind tony but has huh, he, he does show up at majors he doesn't win but he shows up he's ranked fifth in my model so he plays well here uh Vic that, is that makes it more difficult at that price point 9500 yeah you really need like 85 with him <laughs> yeah and if he was at 85 he would probably be 35 percent 100 percent uh vic hovland is interesting at 91 because he um, he just can't putt and his around the green games are rough, but if he does everything else, like it's par four scoring, his proximity from 200 is outstanding. Great off the tee. So it's tough not to not like him. I love the Cam Smith call. Like there's th- at least three live guys. Like, DJ will be with Smith and Brooks for me. Like I'm interested in all three of them in this, on this golf course. So um, I- I'm with you on that pivot. I still do like Cantley and Shoffley, and it might be one of those where I eat a little bit of chalk and differentiate somewhere else because I think they've set up very, very well. And you can make an argument for Cantley or Shoffley to be in the bottom 10K range pretty easily. And um, then they might not be as popular. But, uh, yeah, fun, fun range. It's funny that uh, in this range, JT does have a 12.7% roster rate, which is like the third worst in this range. And so no one's really talking about JT, the defending champion, which is pretty, pretty interesting to say the least. It's because he's kind of like he's he's kind of having a Rory type of year. It's just like blah. But he's can't, he's JT, yeah, JT tends to do that, and then all of a sudden wakes like, up. Let's look back real quick. Last year, before his win at the PGA Championship, I mean, he was fifth, thirty fifth, eighth, third. This year, he's fourteenth, twenty fifth, miscut tenth. I mean, you know, uh, it's just. I don't know, man. I'm not a big JT guy anyways. And then so, like, I don't know, playing him at 16% in this field, to me, I'd rather not, but. I don't – it makes sense. I get it. It's just it's just interesting. Like, it's in a major – it's a major, so there's going to be tons of dudes. So, For I'm just sure. kind of cherry-picking narratives mm-hmm. here, I guess. Um, let's get 8K now. We got Jason Day, who won last week. Dustin at 89, Dustin Johnson at 88, Homa at 87. He's got the narrative that he can't perform in majors. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, 86, Hatton, 85, Fitz, 84, Lowry, 83, Burns, 82, your boy Thigala at 81, Fleet's 8K. I believe Tom Kim withdrew, I believe. He's 8K. Did he? I'll have to double check. I thought I saw a headline on that. I will double check while you talk. I still have my 8K in here, not withdrawn. Um, I've got him in the field, too. Okay, so I'll double check that. I thought I saw something, but it could have just been spam on the Twitter. This range, I can make a, I might make one full lineup in just the 8K range. Like these, yeah, there's are awesome golfers here. There's plenty of uh, to like there. Uh, I mean, DJ, I, I, I like I checked him off early, um, was one of the guys that I wanted to play. And then I listened to Mayo's a little bit of Mayo's pod this today just to see who's Andrew Kirst. And uh, 
DJ is Anderkirst. Um, I'll tell you who's not Anderkirst. He said that Cameron Young had no chance. So for for what it's worth there. But uh, so I, I, I do like DJ. I mean, obviously coming off the win in the middle of nowhere in Tulsa, finished eighth here in 2013 um, at this tournament. Uh, but I, I I think Hideki is a great pivot option in this in this in this range. He finished 19th here in 2013, uh, come off a of 23rd last week, 16th Masters, 15th the Texas Open, fifth of the Players. Um, I think he's coming off the injury and, and is is going to be one of the lower owned guys uh, in this range here. Terrell Hatton, 8500, is hard not to play him. Fifth and third in his last two starts. Matt Fitzpatrick. Um, mm-hmm. Is it a Fitzpatrick week, you think? Oh, hell yeah. We're talking okay. about bogey avoidance, low-scoring tournaments. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw something where, like, the last time that uh, the – that it, maybe US it was – was the PGA. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It, it was the last time it was played at – like, that they had the, at this golf course, the U.S. Open was at the same golf course that it was last year. I, I don't know, something fucking weird. And it was back-to-back winners or whatever. Uh, it was Sean McKeel. And oh, that's so, a lot then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick would fit that same mold, but I mean, that's just random shit. But either way, um, you know, I, I like where Fitzpatrick's game's at and the fact that he just kind of plods along and just, you know, keeps his ball in play and doesn't do anything too extravagant. But also, he can, he can pound it, man. I mean, he was averaging 314 off the tee uh, at the Wells Fargo. So, it's not like he's a short hitter now. He was not hitting very many fairways. He hit about half of them at the Wells Fargo. So would want to definitely up that number, but uh, I think he's playable. I hate that they put Thigal at that price. That should depress some ownership, though. I mean, the dude hasn't missed a cut since October. Um, finished fifth at the Heritage, 56th his last time out at the Wells Fargo. But I do love Tommy Fleetwood at 8,000. Uh, fifth his last time out at the Wells Fargo, 15th, 33rd, 3rd. Um, going back to the Valspar there. So Tommy fits the mold of people that you really want in major championships, typically because he hits a lot of fairways. He hits a lot of greens and he two putts. That's just what Tommy Fleetwood does. And that's why he doesn't win a lot, especially on the PGA tour, because most of the time you got to get to 15, 20 under here, you know, you can shoot three or four under and be inside the top 10 potentially. And when you've seen him go crazy low on certain rounds at these big time tournaments, like he yeah, oh yeah, I mean, he figure that sixty two out. out of nowhere, yeah, which is great to see. So yeah, I love this range, DJ. I'm I like I'm with you. I I thought he'd be priced higher than eighty eight. To be honest, kind of surprised by this, even without playing often. I know so his stats are all skewy for the last twenty four rounds. Even with as as far back as his twenty fourth round goes, I don't know. He's still ninth in my model. That says a lot about how good he was playing before this. He's seventh in driving distance. That's all that matters to me. Um, so I like him. I like JD. I hope he comes in lower owned, coming off the W and with some other guys in this area, kind of shadowing him out potentially. Maybe not though. But um, yeah, this is a big Tyrell Hatton week for me. Matthew Fitzpatrick week. They're both tenth and seventeenth in my model. Uh, Hatton's been insane the last few weeks, just playing lights out golf. And this price tag at eighty five hundred bucks. I know it's a major. Is just still sweet though. Fifth in the Nelson, third at the Wells Fargo, nineteenth Heritage, thirty fourth Masters, playing better and better each week. Love Fitz, as you mentioned. I was all in on Fitz. I think Matsuyama at 86 is very good as well. He's a bogey-avoiding machine. If he can, and he used to be one of the better approach guys. Just, I guess it depends on the health with Hideki, but he has been playing lately. 23rd of the Byron Nelson, 
16th of the Masters, 15th of the Valero. So when he's been teeing it up, that's T23 or better in three straight tournaments. That would be pretty freaking awesome, eight, 600 bucks. So, yeah, I like Day, Johnson, Matsuyama, Hatton, Fitz, and then Fleets at 8,000. I'm a big fan, big fan of this range. So we'll see how bad it goes. 75 to 79, you got Connors, Neiman, Taylor Moore, Adam Scott, Justin Rose, Bradley Reed, Gooch, Ricky Fowler, Clark, Answer, and that'll do it. So what do you like in this range? Love Adam Scott. Absolutely love him. 7,800, this is a, a low price for a guy. Finished fifth here back in 2013. Come off an eighth-place finish last week. Finished fifth at the Wells Fargo. Just absolute ball striker extraordinaire. If he can make a few putts, he'll be in contention. Ricky Fowler at 7,600, 19th here in 2013. I can't believe he hasn't missed a cut since the Wyndham Championship back in August. Um, four, four straight top 15s for Ricky. Uh, he was 8,800 at the Wells Fargo, which is, I mean, not as good of a field, obviously, as the PGA Championship, but it also didn't have 20 PGA pros in it. Uh, and it was one of the elevated events. So you're getting a, a much better price on him at 7,600. So I like Ricky a lot this week as well. Wyndham Clark coming off the W at the Wells Fargo um, is is most definitely playable. And, uh, I mean, there's some other guys that you can consider. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what, what you say, but I don't know. Like, I really just like Adam Scott and Ricky Fowler in this range. I don't, think, I don't think that's like – no, nah, it's going to be pretty groundbreaking good. shit, but yeah. that's who I want to play in this range. Yeah, I'm almost at the point where I think sometimes we're overthinking chalk because everyone like golf is just play the best places, they say. Well, the, like, the, the problem is, there's, is there's, there's too much information out yeah, there. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with it. Like some guys are chalk. Like to me, like 15% used to be chalk. That ain't chalk anymore. Like that's kind of low owned. I'll, I'll take I'll take anywhere from 13 to 17% half the time right now. Yeah, like just give me that all day long. Where you know a couple of years ago, like shit, he's gonna be chalky. He's fifteen percent this week. Yeah, and yeah. like no, I'll, I'll take that all day long. So that's like when we look at the ownerships, I'm like, okay, that's not bad. I'll I'll take you know Ricky Fowler at fifteen. It's not the end of the world. Wyndham Clark at fifteen. They're playing such good golf. They kind of earned their right to be fifteen percent. Yeah. So uh, I think it's like a narrative that you guys kind of keep telling myself, like, hey, get it out of your brain. Like we're not talking about the weeks where he's like thirty percent recently of certain dudes. You're like, yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> well the thing is want. is they're also not missing the cut yes yeah you so need them not, to miss not the cut doing, or it doesn't matter yeah i mean it, it, you're not doing yourself any favors by by fading just based on simply them being 15 percent owned i mean obviously if, if a dude's going to be 30 35 40 percent owned most yeah. definitely there's merit in in fading in a, in a potential miscut there but it's not it's not happened in the last three years dude yeah, i mean exactly we've it's just been getting absolutely crushed city. By the chalk. chalk. Yep. Yeah. 100%. So that's what I was saying is we're on the same page, basically. I have Adam Scott. He's 12th in my model. We've been, we've been like, we've been on the Adam Scott train. We're not alone, but I say on our show for the last few weeks since he's been teeing up and he has not disappointed. He's been great. The ball striking's on point. So I love me some Scotty. I do like Keegan Bradley. 7,700 bucks. He's 30th in my model. Uh, when you think tough courses, elevated events, even, he's been playing pretty darn well. 30th in the it's even better. Um, I think back if we're thinking nasty, nasty, rough, uh, and long courses, he crushed it at Torrey Pines earlier this year. Played really well at Torrey Pines. Now, this is probably gonna be a tougher track. I'm not gonna deny that, but Torrey's pretty freaking hard. Like if you're out of out of whack there, too. And he showed up on that Sunday, threw some darts. 
So um, Bradley at 77. I like uh, Fowler at 76. I love Wyndham Clark at 75. He's 20th in my model. The one other guy I'll mention, because there are other arguments you could be made for certain dudes, as you said. I like Taylor Gooch at 7,600 bucks. I do. I really I mean, do. I, I, he, won, he won twice on lift, guys. He's a two-time winner I mean, this year. <laughs> he, <laughs> he didn't just win. Like, he didn't he, like, just be crushed. Like, shoot 20 destroyed. under versus, yeah. like, 10 under in second place in one event. Yeah. He crushed. That was one of the Asian again. He's only predicted 7% ownership. Um, the dude can uh, – he's really good around the green. Decent distance. Like, average distance the golf driver the golf ball. He can avoid bogeys. Um, I think at the price point, he intrigues me. Now, I thought he'd be more popular because of the way if you're going to take a live guy, take the guy's winning events maybe. But I think he's a dude that – he's one of the guys when he left, we were like, damn, like he could have been one of the next big things. Yeah. And he wasn't there yet. So I'm I'm still interested in Taylor Gooch. 7K to 74, who do you like? Um, Cameron Davis. I mean, obviously, if we're talking about uh... – Hitting it long off the tee, Cameron Davis is is up there with the distance. Now the accuracy is a little bit more sketch. I love Russell Henley this week. Now he missed the cut here in 2013, but it's coming off a 19th at the Heritage, fourth at the Masters, 19th at the Players Championship, three ele- well two elevated, one elevated event, one fifth Master, one fifth major, and then obviously the Masters. Uh, so Russell Henley's been playing really good golf. Grio, man, I mean, so. 23rd, 5th, 7th in his last three starts, and he's hitting it really pure right now. Uh, I was looking at some stats earlier, especially on approach. He is like in the top five in this field in the last uh, six weeks. So uh, it's pretty good for him. Hoygaard at 7,200 is another guy that I've uh, I've got checked off here. Um, he bombs it. Been playing on the European Tour mostly. Uh, so the the stats don't really tell you a whole heck of a lot, but in his three PGA Tour starts this year, 33rd, 28th, 2nd, one of those was an opposite field event, but that was the second place finish. And, of course, Mexico and Texas are not elevated. Gary Woodland at 7,100. I'm surprised this price is that far down. Uh, he's been coming on more lately. Uh, the putting has not been there, but the ball striking has been. So Gary, Gary Woodland at 7,100, most definitely playable. Uh, and last but not least, last year's second place, or I guess he finished third after it was all said and done, Mito Pereira, um, 43rd at the Masters. You know, I, he just – you just never know. At 7000 bucks, I think he's most definitely worth, you know, taking a shot on. Yeah. No, out of all the ranges, I'll say this is the range I like the least so far. But um... – I like Cam Davis at 74. I think you said his game's starting to come around. You've been on him for a little while now. So it's, it's made me kind of pay more attention to him. This is a guy we loved before he went like, well, apparently he was sick and had changes with his clubs we weren't aware of, but now he's good to go. So I don't mind going back to him at uh, $7,400. I like some Emiliano Grillo. The 73, like you mentioned, the dude's great par four score, decent bo- bogey avoidance, good approach game. So I like Grillo at 73. Um, I had Hogar down as well, so we're the same on that one at seventy two. I we're like on the same page. This sucks. I absolutely love Gary Willard at seventy one hundred bucks. He's seventh in my model, fourth off the tee, second in proximity two hundred plus. He's actually nineteenth in the field in driving distance. Pretty sure not many would. You'd lose a bar bet if you said, "I guarantee you, Gary Willard is a top twenty driver of the golf ball in this tournament." People have done no way, no way. Yeah, no, he yeah. is. Yeah, he is. So <laughs> he's at least seventy one hundred bucks. Uh, great in approach game. So yeah, I'll take me some Gary Woodland. 
at 7,100. And then Seamus Power is the other guy I'll take a chance at at 7,000. Uh, this kind of gets like there's going to be options down below here, so you don't need to really probably go to Seamus. But his overall stats aren't great in the last 24 rounds. But if you look at his recent events, he's coming in in phenomenal form. T18th at the Wells Fargo and T19th at the Byron Nelson. Sure, he missed the cut of the Heritage, 46th at the Masters. But those last two weeks getting ramped up for this event, I liked it a lot for Seamus Power, a guy that we know went on, has a very strong approach game. So that could come in handy, obviously, at this golf course. It's been off quite a bit. It's been a rough go. Like he's, like I said, if you look at his stats, you'd think I'm freaking nuts. But uh, his last two weeks have been very good on tour. So Power at 7,000 is a guy I'll take a chance on. 6K range. Who do you like him? Um, Matt Kuchar at 69. Uh, four straight made cuts for him on tour. Finished 22nd here in 2013. Um, and he's just been playing pretty solid golf for Matt Kuchar this year. So I just feel like he could do well this week. Uh, Jordan Smith at 6,800, uh, been playing all European tour golf. Uh, so the stats are a little bit weird again, but, um, my model likes him. Jaeger. If you're looking driving distance, yes. If you're looking bogey avoidance, buckle up. <laughs> I, he, he could do it just because he does hit it far enough and he can keep it interesting i just usually prefer him more birdie fest events i got you well he finished so he's come off 11th place finish at the byron nelson last week 27th wells fargo 18th in mexico this cut the heritage but four straight made cuts before Not that bad. too i mean like finished 44th of the players um i can't remember what the winning score there was uh honda classic finished 14th which is one of the tougher places on yeah, tour this price is probably not bad I'm not gonna i mean that. you know 70 70 or 6700 um i feel like you could do a lot worse hayden buckley is another guy got checked off at 6600 ryan fox is 6500 and then yep david lingmurth well, uh, you make fun of me every time i say his name you're picking david lingmurth now well so i was just going through and just <laughs> cherry picking stats earlier and on uh, on his his approach has been really good. Um, he's terrible putting, good around the green, um, terrible off the tee. Uh, but on approach, I'm just saying, 6,500. I'm not gonna play him. I'm just giving no, you names. Uh, and then last but not least, is 6,200 Pablo Lorazabal. Uh, Miss got here in 2013, but no European tour guy. The uh, model likes him because his approach. I mean, he's been killing it on approach in the last six six weeks. So, yeah, there you go. I mean, I you know, I don't know that I'll really be down in the six k range. I do like. I, I could see myself potentially playing like Jordan Smith, Jaeger, or Kucher, but dipping below, you know, Hayden Buckley at sixty six hundred to me is, is starting to get real sketch. Yeah, Cooch is interesting at 60, uh, 6900 bucks here just because, um, like, rating-wise, he's 70th in my ball. He's second around the green, which is nice. But you just look at his recent form, and that's what it's all about. Like, make the cut down here, get stuff done. He's coming in with a 43rd, a 23rd, a 19th, a 3rd in his last four events. That's Nelson, Fargo, Heritage, Valero. That's not the big dogs of big dogs, but 23rd Wells Fargo says a lot about yeah. what Cooch is doing to me. Dean Burmeister, I'll go back to him at 6900 bucks. He's 15th in my model. A lot of that's Euro Tour, though, so be careful. It could skew things. But when he was on the PGA Tour, he was fourth in driving distance. He was ninth in proximity of 200-plus. I played a lot of Burmeister uh, when he's been out here because he can just pipe it, and that could play really well as long as he's in the fairway. Uh, Yannick Paul's another Euro Tour guy that's been playing extremely well. He's got a win over there this year. 
at 6,800 bucks. He's a dude you can look at. And then I got Buckley at 66. He's 23rd in my model, actually sixth off the tee in this field, 15th in the par fours, 450 to 500. So he could come in handy. And I got a couple below him. I like the Ryan Fox call. He's a bomber as well. Ninth in driving distance in this field. And then two dudes at $6,300. Our boy Jimmy Walker, Jesse. Jimmy Walker keeps getting it done. It, it's um, it, I don't know, but I could, the stats don't lie. I'll say that. Uh, yeah. Of it's, course, I played him last week, and he finished DFL of the guys who made Yeah, that's why I was looking at because he was came, came into the event, 22nd of Valero, 25th of Heritage, 15th of Mexico, 14th of Wells Fargo, 74th of the Nelson. And he was playing <laughs> good until like the weekend. You know what's yeah. funny, too, is I originally had your boy Sam Stevens yeah, on a lineup, and then I swapped it out because I was like, I need to get Jimmy Walker in there because I talked him up so good. And then, yeah, yeah. fuck, there fuck you me. go. There you go. But yeah, six through the lot, through the cut, and you know, whatever. Well, he's 38th in my model. He's Jimmy Walker. Wow, eighth in driving distance in this field in the last 24 rounds. Jimmy Walker, out there pounding it, man. Jeez. He's averaging 331 off the tee at Wells Fargo, two, 328 where, where off the tee. Where did this man come from? He's always hit it really, he's always hit it long. Man, he's just like he's putting it together right now. Usually, he's a yeah. West Coast dude, it feels like Texas, West Coast. He's putting it all together. Uh, Neesmith is 63. The overall stats, he's like 134 in my model. But if you, this is a dude that we used to play a lot, Jesse. And he yes. last two events, 30th at the Byron Nelson, 35th at the Wells Fargo. He had a 59th at the Heritage. But his last two weeks, for 6,300 bucks, he's starting to come on. So he could be one you could, you could get here super low owned. Then I'm just going to say it because we don't know the price yet. But you mentioned Stan Stevens. It's got to be in the 60. I was thinking 68. I, I'd say be below that. I was thinking like below 65. Oh, let's go. Like down <laughs> down with these other go. guys that are like kind of, you like know, the, whatever names. Ryan I mean, Foxes he's, of the world, the Buckleys. Yeah, I mean, I could see him being about 65 there. Well, I could see myself rostering some then. So <laughs> I just for the, if you guys get that email that says changes to your event and you see Sam Stevens, 66, 6,500 bucks, I think he's a good play. So just keep, I don't keep disagree. That he's been hot, man. Yeah. His, and like we, we joked about it a couple weeks ago because he pops in the mall like, his stats don't lie, and he keeps backing it up out there. So, like again, and it's golf. Eventually, he's gonna have a blow up week, and you're like, "What the hell?" But I'll ride it. I'll ride it at that price point. Uh, let's recap things. If you're playing cash this week, which I think you can, yeah, you definitely to. can. Um, got, where, are you, where are you going? I got three guys below eight k: Woodland, Scott, and Fowler. Yeah, that's actually pretty fair. Then figure I'd say Woodland out. and Scott for sure. Woodland and Scott for sure. Um, I'd throw a Woodland Scott and give me a. Give me Tom Fleetwood at 8K. Uh, now, if you're starting out a tournament, this is where it gets fun with a field like this. How are you starting it out? Yeah, um, it sure does. I like Xander um, just because of the price point there. Uh, I, I do think he's going to be popular, which is a little bit sketch, but then you can throw like Hideki to kind of even that out um, and then go Tommy Fleetwood. And um, for me, man, how would you like Xander Cole? I'll just go different here. I'll just start out with three guys in the middle, and you guys can piece around it. Give me DJ, Hatton, and Fitzpatrick. Have fun, kids. I think that's a fun way to start things out. And since I got ahead of myself here, let's recap things, Jesse. 10K range, he's the number <laughs> one guy. Um, I'm going to say Rom. Yeah, it, it is Rom is the correct answer. I just, I just hope Brooks keeps it entertaining. I just love seeing him smirking around there. Um, 9K range. Xander. I'll go Cantley. Uh 8K. Fleetwood. Give me Fitz. Stick to my boy. 8,400. 75 to 79. Adam Scott. I'll go Wyndham Clark. 
Oh man, I should have went somewhere else. But I'll go Wyndham Clark. No, change. Keegan Bradley. Keegan Bradley at seventy seven hundred bucks. Seven K to seventy four. Henley. Gary Woodland. Six K range. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jaeger. I like the Jaeger call. The more you, we talk, you discussed it. I thought you talked about it. Um, I'll go Burmeister. Give Sam some... Stevens when he gets put in. Yeah, there. exactly. That's my pick. <laughs> Great call. Thanks for helping me out there. It's Sam freaking Stevens, people. <laughs> That's the guy you want when everything hits the road. Um, all right. Picks to win. This could be a fun week for head-to-heads, top 20 bets, all that stuff. Because it's crazy you have a major where Scotty Scheffler is the favorite at 7-1 to one and Rom has 7.5-1 to one in a freaking major, Jesse. Yeah. So who do you like? <laughs> uh, Adam Scott at eighty to one. I, I I think there's a lot of value at Adam Scott eighty to one. If you look at the the like Ricky Fowler's fifty five. I don't see Ricky really winning this, but that just seems ridiculous he's not to that me. Much that, better than Adam Scott either. Yeah, that Adam Scott's played so much better over the last few weeks, and he's eighty to one. Um, and then kind of scrolling up more toward the the top there. You know, Cam Smith at 35, I think, is all right. Uh, Sung Jay at 35, um, I could see that. And then, you know, Xander at 16, I think. Xander and, and Patrick there at 16. Uh, it, obviously, it sucks to, to lay 16 to 1 on anyone in the golf tournament, but when the two guys who are the favorites are 7 to 1, which is ridiculous, uh, you know, 16 to 1 is not terrible, in my opinion. Yeah, if I need a long shot, I like a little um where do you go? Gary Woodland at 100 to 1. That's one I'd take a peek at. Um but yeah, higher up. Keegan's 100. Yeah, I don't mind that either. Like there's a couple like those are some T20 bets I could definitely invest in. Yeah. Because I I like I like them quite a bit to make a run and keep it interesting. So those are a couple that are are pretty solid. Um higher up the board though, I do like well, Wendy Clark's 80 to 1 too. But Gooch, or I mean uh, Fleetwood at sixty-five. Like one of these days, it's going to happen. Is it going to be a major? Probably not. But one of these days, so that that's interesting to me at least. Um, you, you mentioned Sungjae, I think at thirty-five. I like that. Hatton at thirty-five. I like as well. So yeah, there's a few in there. And the Fitz is at thirty. Man, I'd have a lot in this thirty k range because I'm a lot of eight and nine k golfers. So it makes a lot of sense in the grand scheme of things. All right, final thoughts for our second major of the year, Jesse. I don't have much. Um... Other than like I was talking about at the beginning of the the pod, you know, when when people are just so enamored with the fact that this golf course is going to be so incredibly hard, I would, you know, in some in some in some aspects, not go that way and make some lineups that you, where you think it's going to be a little bit easier and potentially closer to like ten under instead of a, you know, yeah, everybody's but- doom and gloom of even par is going to win this golf tournament. Yeah, the way I kind of think, and it's kind of what you're saying, is the way I'm trying to build is. I just want guys that can pipe it and are playing good golf right now. Like if, cause if they're driving it, hitting the fairways, it won't be that tough. It'll be tough. It won't be that tough. Like these guys will be able right. to figure it out. So no, kind of what, like, what you're saying is what I'm saying. Like talking about the best guys, golfers in the world are, here. Yeah. If these guys are finding fairways, they're going to find ways to make it a little, little easier than we think. Yeah. I agree. So that's what kind of, that's why I want to kind of echo on the, what you're saying is I'm not going straight out there. Like certain guys look at their uh, modeling, uh, put it under tough conditions and all that stuff like no we're not doing that how do you know how tough these conditions really are we have not seen this golf course like ever yeah like sure it looks tough looks hard as shit i'm not gonna deny it but like we've never seen it not to mention that sample size is really small i mean i can see you know kind of going and looking at that like and then but not not basing everything off of 
that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not every aspect. I mean, it's, it could be 10 under win this. It could be 500 win this could be 15 under. Nothing's going to surprise me at this point because, you know, we were all so damn sure Aaron Hills was going to be a f- plus five winner. And, and, and here comes Brooks and shoots 16. So. Yeah. And the thing is with the PGA, they want it to be tough, but they don't want it to be us open tough. All right. I just know that right now. Like they want the challenge, but they still want like like you're saying like eight to twelve. They'd love to see eight to twelve. Yeah. They'd be so happy with that. Right. So, we'll see how it goes. Should be a ton of fun. Hope you guys enjoy the weekend. I kind of have my Sunday set aside to watch some golf this week. We'll see how it goes. Um, might go play golf. I can't guarantee that. Uh, but, I'll be uh, on the golf course for sure. Yeah. I was saying now, now that I think about it, I've been busy the last few weeks and I might actually go play golf this Sunday. So um we'll see. We'll recap it though for y'all next week. Make sure you check Jesse out on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods, the podcast at Always Press DFS. I'm Matt BD Entrick. Until next time, this was your 2023 PGA Championship preview. Catch you all next time. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey friends, are you struggling to attract and retain top talent? If you're worried about recruiting and retention, consider Insperity, a leading HR provider. They'll help you improve hiring and compensation practices so you can spend more time growing your business and less time on HR. Visit Insperity.com and download their free ebook on how to build your dream team. Don't let a lack of talent hinder your success. See how Insperity provides HR that makes a difference at Insperity.com.